1985, the young daughter of retired Special Forces Colonel John Matrix was kidnapped by a former member of his own unit. The demand was to restore the rightful leader of Valverde that had previously been overthrown by Matrix and the U.S. military. Today on the podcast, Captain Bennett, Commando. I'll be back, Bennett. I'll be ready, John. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. As always, I'm Claire and I'm joined by Brad and Tammy. Hey, Brad and Tammy. Hello. Hi. How are you? How are you guys doing? How are you guys? Are you guys ready to talk about some state-sponsored murder ship? (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, Brad yells about it on the daily, so... Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was an intense documentary. It really was. Brad made us watch. Yeah. So let's let's talk. Let's just start there real quick. So what we're going to actually cover today is um, the documentary Commando 1985, and we're going to talk about Captain Bennett um, and and the murders, state-sponsored murders that were committed. Um, A bevy of them, I would say. That's that's quite a few. Um, But Claire, let's you and I, before Brad gets into it, what what is your history with this documentary? I have no history with this documentary. I have never seen it. I'd heard about it. I'd seen maybe like a couple of very short clips from it and maybe like one still from it, but I'd never seen it. I didn't really know what it was about. You know, I knew nothing. I don't know how I missed it, but yeah, I knew nothing about this case at all. Um, so not only had I not seen the documentary, I knew nothing about the case yeah. in real life either. Like, I didn't even know all of the reenactors that were part of this documentary that made up some of the, the special I, yeah. reenactment scenes in this documentary we're going to talk about. Um, yeah, so Brad, you, you were the one who brought this to us. So what what's your history? with this documentary. I mean, obviously I was too young to see this when it came out, uh, but I have seen this documentary so many times, so many times. Like, I I think I probably saw it for the first time when I was probably around eight, I'm guessing. Wow. Um, wow. I, and I, I definitely rented this from... I, so many times. I, so many times did I rent the VHS of this documentary. That's so crazy to me, because, like, after watching it, it's like, this is... This was wild. I, I'm not sure how many times I need to see it again, but of course, <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, we can talk about this even in the case of, like, when it comes to things like the documentary The Goonies, which Claire and I can watch a million times. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you know, so they're just things that it's just like, where it's like this, I think, like, maybe if I had also watched this when I was younger, that this would also be part of that repertoire. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember seeing an image from it, but not even clips, just an image. So I really was sh- uh, shocked because some of some of the reenactors in this documentary happened to be in several documentaries we've watched or at least are aware of that I'm aware of. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, to be like a reenactor, what, what a great world that is just be like well yeah this real life event i don't even have to come up with a script or an idea this was a real life event and i'm gonna be part of that so good mm-hmm. um so let's go ahead if you guys don't mind let's just jump right in and talk about some mm-hmm. of the the people that are in this documentary so let's start with a family unit a family unit made up of john and jenny matrix uh, so, Jenny, I don't even know how old Jenny is. Jenny's like 12? 8. 
eight. I can't tell. Maybe ages. Could be anywhere between five and fifteen. I don't. I don't think she was five. Definitely was not five. Definitely was not five. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I couldn't get quite a read. Like she, she's to me. She seemed very tween-ish. Like older than lower level elementary school but also not quite high school like <laughs> yeah maybe like yeah 12 maybe yeah that's what i was there. thinking like 11 12 somewhere in there yeah. okay um kid basically that's what we're mm-hmm. all trying to say here she's a kid and she lives with her dad john no clue where her mom is yeah. No, we never find out. It's interesting. She just—it's just her I mean, and her I assumed, dad. I assume she—I assume she was killed. That's like, what I think somehow. too. <laughs> because by John. I <laughs> mean, like, listen. I, uh, Matrix seems to just a lot of people end up dead around him. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, they are in hiding. Like they are under fake names. Like you know, it's. Yeah, I also got the sneaking suspicion that her mom had died at some point. Because, yeah, you're right. They're they're in hiding. They're living under fake identities. They're, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Just really nowhere. And, but she is a child who has learned some things from her dad. Some skill sets from her dad that I'm like, this is yeah. not the things a, a normal child, like... I, I think don't he's even definitely th- a, a doomsday prepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, because he is doomsday. Like he is. <laughs> he, yeah. He's what you prepare for. Other hymns. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> let's talk about John. So John is a colonel. Um. He is German born. German born. He was, I believe, part of Delta Force, which is mm-hmm. like an elite mi- military army thing. That's about as much as I know about Delta Force. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm not going to know a lot of those kind of facts or a lot of facts no. about this documentary. I'm really leaning heavily on Claren Pratt. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I think he he's like, he was part of Delta Force, which I believe is like some high up special forces type military unit. They definitely did a lot of covert operations. Yeah. Like we, we, we know from this documentary that he helped overthrow um, President uh, um, of uh, Valverde. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and instituted like clearly the CIA's chosen uh, president Velasquez. So, and then he was made like a a hero of their revolution through some bullshit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Very bad. Also, Very I bad. just look at John Matrix and I'm like, how were you covert in any way, shape, or form? No, guy's like twenty foot tall. Yeah, he's 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 gigantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, in during this documentary, he is 38 years old, which um, I I was shocked because I am currently 38 years old, and I was like, well, all right, all right. So this this is what I should this is what I should look like at 38. Okay, <laughs> got that. <laughs> oh, Tammy, old man Brad over here, huh? Seriously, an old man. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brad's the old man. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure anyone, in, including John Matrix, should look like that at 38 I didn't look old. like this when I was 38. Like, yeah. I, at some point they say something about him, like, oh, old, all right, old man. And I'm like, I, like, I, for, um, who are you? <laughs> look at him. So, side note, I don't remember what we were talking about, but Dan and I were talking about something about 
someone in their 50s and and maybe I said something about it being older like they're in their 50s and Dan's like 50, 50's not old 50's not old and I was like oh, so, <laughs> sorry sorry guys we're getting a little up there in years so yeah we are <laughs> Um, Not me. I'm young like John Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) You're a young whippersnapper. You can do covert affairs. (laughs) I can do all kinds of covert covert actions. Characters welcome. Mm. (laughs) I can chop wood. I can hang out with a deer. I can eat ice cream. Oh, boy. Amazing. Amazing Um, start to this documentary. (laughs) I was, yeah, we'll get to that. Because I was Um, very confused. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so so those are, the, you know, we've got the family unit in here. And then we also have uh, someone who is also part of the elite special forces. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Captain Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. John Matrix was a colonel. So is a captain. Who's higher? A captain or a colonel? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I assume colonels higher. I would think so. I don't. I really I, have no idea. Military ranks. Highest. Military <laughs> ranks are dumb and stupid. Um, I'm just trying so. to figure this out. Well, we know over them was Major General uh, Franklin Kirby. Well, so. if you have two titles, a colonel is three steps higher in the officers' rankings than a captain. Oh, except that's in Britain, so I don't know about the US. <laughs> it's all dumb. Um, I but we know at some point uh, um, Matrix had uh, Captain Bennett um, kicked out of his unit. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he was. I just he was remi- I'm, out. I'm reminded of when we talked about um, uh, Rambo aiding the Taliban. <laughs> in, yeah, uh, Rambo three. Uh, uh, Major General uh, Kirby uh, makes me think of uh, Colonel Troutman. Um, very, very similar in that regard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so you go captain. Above captain is major. Above that is lieutenant colonel, and above that is colonel. And then the highest is general. That's weird. I would think lieutenant colonel is higher than colonel because you have two titles. <laughs> I just assume the higher you get, the more titles you get. <laughs> what, is it, what, is it, what about major general versus general? Which, which uh, one of those is higher? Because it seems like you're a major general, but are you a major, major general? Major general is lower. Then, so you have major general, then lieutenant general, and then general. Weird. Now that's... I, I feel like that's backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's in oh, that's in the air force. I was looking. Say so we were looking at Marine Corps, yeah, because that was what he well, was. Well, surely, no. surely they're not going to be in a different no, order. Yeah, yeah. No, well, some of them, some of them are different, but oh no, it's the ones that are different are Navy. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty much the same. I mean, I just feel like if uh, a major general is a bigger deal, should be a bigger deal. Yeah, because than just it's a got major in it. <laughs> general is general, and a major mm-hmm. general is a major general. Exactly. <laughs> like, just yeah, I think they like someone fucked up when they made those titles. Yeah. It's almost like but what military's about a brigadier dumb. general, because yeah. that's below a major general. I think a brigadier general should be above a major general. I don't know. Brigadier sounds dumb. It sounds like yeah. well, it goes, so I don't. It like goes it. brigadier general, then major general, then lieutenant general, and then just general. Oh jeez, all of it's very confusing to me, guys. Um, ranks ranks are weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, don't I do not like <laughs> it. If you have a job that has ranks, like quit your job. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, and they got rid of Bennett. And this is important. They got rid of him after they had uh, gotten rid of Arius, who was at one point the dictator of Valverde. Valverde. And yeah. so Captain Bennett ended up going with is it Arius? Arius? I don't know how to pronounce that. No. Um, and Matrix. It's Arius. Arius. Okay. <laughs> um, Matrix actually said of Bennett that he enjoyed killing a little too much. So I, mean, I don't know we, what I the right amount. 
of of killing is if he, enjo- if he enjoys killing more than than John Matrix, I don't even know if that's possible. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I do. <laughs> I don't trust John Matrix's word on that one. Yeah, yeah. I just I, see it to I believe it. He's just projecting is what's yeah. happening there. <laughs> uh, that may be what you filled out in the paperwork, but uh, nah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so those those are the key key players in our documentary. So as we're going through this, those are the the key folks and a little bit of background um, that we we know about them. Now there is what I would consider an innocent bystander. Her name is Cindy. Mm-hmm. She's having the worst fucking day ever. <laughs> Seriously. Oh so we'll also talk about Cindy. She is she a flight attendant? Yeah, but apparently she can also fly planes. So yeah, she's, I well, she's, yeah, she's training to, to be yeah. a pilot. Yeah, she's so. training to be a pilot, but she's yeah. she's really a, a currently her current role is a flight attendant. Yeah, um, she just wants to be close to them planes. I mean, all about it. Love love a good plane. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, when we had our few days, um, a month or so ago, of like major storms in the UK, we had like three storms over a few days. Um, and there were many people that I knew, um, and apparently a lot more people online, that spent that time, like the whole day, watching planes trying to take off and land at Heathrow Airport. There was like live video. I don't understand, but apparently people love planes. And I knew um, two people that just watched that all day. No. What? That's... That's very yeah, so boring yeah, seriously like, like, like yeah. I thought sleeping I, I, is way more exciting i i, I, I thought you were about to say i knew people that were really into like flight simulators and they were doing flight no. simulate and i was like oh that's boring too but we're just watching fucking planes it was take watching off? planes trying to take off and Ugh. land in a storm god i, I don't yeah, know the whole day like what are you watching for are you going to be excited or sad if something bad happens to that plane like i don't don't oh it's gonna go up in the sky (laughs) oh no it's not oh it's gonna go up in the sky there it goes nope rinse and repeat (laughs) god (laughs) yeah so i'm just saying people love their planes so maybe cindy would have also watched that well she i mean as far as we know she's still alive maybe she was watching that on that day hey plane nerds what's up with your deal what's weirder a plane being a plane nerd or a train nerd plane nerd yeah yeah because like at least trains like there's there's some history to it i don't you can kind of romanticize trains yeah also, it's it's like it's it's a more efficient form of travel. Um, trains are cool. Like planes, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. First of all, boring. But yeah. Also, just I don't know. Very weird. Yeah. All right. Well, so now now you guys know who the key key players are in this documentary. So let's let's get into it. So we start off by um. General Franklin coming by. General Franklin K- Kirby. Sorry, I'm just like on a first name basis with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, General Franklin Kirby coming by Matrix's house and telling him that mercenaries were hired, um, were killed. Oh, sorry, but people in his unit were killed by mercenaries. Yeah. Um, you know, mercenaries Matrix- killing mercenaries. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I don't really know if there's a difference in the way I'm saying this, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so Matrix is just like, whatever. He doesn't really think much of it. Um, uh, can we just can we step back and talk mm-hmm. about one of those the first because in the documentary we see uh, the first one of these people getting killed it, like they dress up like the garbage men yeah and the guys the guys like oh wow the, the garbage men are coming on a day they don't usually come I better rush my garbage out 
Yeah. And uh, they just gun him down. And it's like, I don't... That's no good. No. Yeah, it was weird. I was very confused as to what was happening. Also, I mean, gosh, I I get it. I'm a mercenary. I'm just there to murder somebody. But, like, I don't want to dress as a garbage man. They look like they had garbage on their clothes. Yeah. They had a garbage van. Yeah. Yeah. They're driving a garbage truck. I mean, were they... To to cloak out, were they picking up garbage along the way? (laughs) They must have been. (laughs) Weird. Um, and then, like, the next one, um, there's a guy in a car dealership. So apparently a, a, a former mercenary is now just selling cars, which, like, <laughs> I, like, it seems like the other guy, he's, like, sleeping late. Like, yeah, like, he looks uh, like a very nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, Matrix is, like, living out in this, like, palatial mountain estate. This guy's selling cars. Like, he got, what happened? Did he, like, gamble away all of his mercenary money? Yeah, not good. And then another guy was on his boat and then got blown up well that was that was bennett oh i i didn't see that yeah because they have to they fake they have to fake his death oh he's bennett's so extra he needs to stop (laughs) i love bennett claire (laughs) (laughs) the man wears knitted chain mail (laughs) and looks like freddie mercury (laughs) um and then we do get a, a fun family montage of John and Jenny together. Yeah. Yeah. Which ends with some, uh, um, Matrix does some things. <laughs> like, he says, um, hey, why don't they call him Girl George? It wouldn't be as confusing. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, ooh. yeah. That was, mm, well, ooh. 1985. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Not good. Not good. <laughs> But hopefully yeah. John Matrix has changed his views. Uh, it turns out John Matrix is just really worried about grooming children or something now. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, they're feeding deer. They're eating Eat sandwiches. Yeah. Um, a uh, question about the sandwich situation. Okay. He takes a bite. He does not look impressed. No, he's not impressed by the sandwich at all. His daughter, his, he says, what is in the sandwich? And his daughter says, you don't want to know. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's in there. What did she, she knows it's bad. Why did, she, why did she do what she did? Also, why not just, is, is the, the giant bowl of strawberries not enough food for them? Well, and they have ice cream. Well, I think that, I think that was a different time. So why do they, why are they also having a sandwich of unknown origin or unknown contents? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's in there. And then it's got like a side of tomato, a side of like a slice of avocado. <laughs> like, <laughs> And they both have giant bowls filled with sliced strawberries. Yeah. Two giant bowls of strawberries. Yeah, very, very strange. Yeah. yeah. A lot of questions. A lot of questions about that this is, That is our John Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. None, none of it makes sense. I'm not sure what's going on. But they hear, uh, what's it called? They hear a helicopter or whatever. So he goes out and uh, that's when he finds out about the mercenaries. And immediately, like, he's being told about the mercenaries, and then he starts getting shot at immediately. Yeah. Well, his daughter's like, hey, you're not going to leave again, are you? He's like, no, I'm not going to leave again. Hmm, suspicious. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And uh, Kirby's like, uh, well, I just wanted to let you know about this. All right, well, I'm going to leave some guys here to protect you, just in case. Goodbye. Yeah. And as soon as he, as soon, as soon as that helicopter's out of eyesight, yeah, then they just start shooting. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't wait at all. Yeah, no, not at all. And, um, we see Jenny's already hiding under the bed. She knows, like, where to go, what to do. Again, I think that goes to that whole idea of him being, like, a doomsday prepper situation. Yeah, she's streetwise. She's Jenny from the block. 
It's Jenny from the mountain. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, he goes to his 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 shed of murder weapons. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. I don't mm. like it. No. There's there's a couple shed scenes in this documentary. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't I don't like it. No, these are a lot of murder sheds. A lot of murder sheds. You, wait, you don't have a murder shed, Brad? Oh, is it? When, when, I was, when I was first seeing this movie, there was absolutely a murder shed. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in Tennessee. Everyone had a shed, and there were definitely dangerous things in those sheds. My grandfather's woodshed, like, had all kinds of weird saw blades and things hanging from the ceiling. Like, yeah, wow. I absolutely God. had a murder shed. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, this so... This movie feels very comfortable to me. <laughs> uh is this where he's in the blazer just like driving around and trying to yeah he's trying to evade the guys too basically i think trying to get them away from jenny and away from the house and then he gets caught <laughs> and um that's when we see uh bennett in his full knit mail um well can we yeah. before we before we get there can we talk about um so they've taken jenny and um there's a, they left a guy there to be like hey here are here are terms and before he even <laughs> begins to negotiate terms uh matrix just shoots him in the skull and takes off after the cars that are getting away his brakes and all like he's, his his car is they've pulled out all the wires and he starts to get in the car and i was immediately like well i don't know how this works um, instead, he's just going to roll his car down the hill. I was so confused in this scene. I was like, I I don't know what, like, I had to rewind it because I was like, did he mean to make his car <laughs> roll down the I was yes. so confused. I didn't know what his plan was. I was like, but... Gravity. Like, <laughs> his pr- yeah. plan is gravity. Wow. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's what makes it so he can actually go. Yeah. He's it's- really just using his, his car like a... A giant sled. <laughs> yes, yeah. an enclosed sled. Like it's. It, I. He's like. I guess this would get me there faster than if I just rolled into a ball like Sonic the Hedgehog and rolled <laughs> downhill. <laughs> Let me just put happened. myself in a metal and glass death machine to do that. Yeah. yeah. Because even he looked like he sort of didn't mean to do it. Because as he's going down the hill, he's like, "Whoa!" And I was like, so, "Like, I, I was I, so confused." I mean, well, there's a there's a good reason we generally don't drive our vehicles off of fucking mountaintops. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's somewhat dangerous and unsafe. And you really don't have control of the big piece of machinery that you're in. So, especially if you don't have brakes, yeah, like zero brakes. Yikes. I'm shocked he made it as far as he did, TBH, even though he's rolling down a hill. But, like, yeah. at some points he's not. And I'm like, how is this? Having, it hasn't even slowed down yet. But I guess mm. it's just from the force of having, having yeah, it's, come it's down. Yeah, it's all inertia. The, yeah, it's wild. Um, Yeah, I mean, the car blows up. It's just, and he just gets right into fighting. And then, yeah, so then he gets caught. And Arius is there. And Bennett and the whole gang. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Arius is pissed. And he's like, I need to kill all of these. I, I need to use my mercenaries to kill these mercenaries. Well, again, he was he was the fucking rightful president of this country. And Matrix and his crew, um, American fucking efforts, intervened yep. and <laughs> replaced him with this other guy who then made statues of the fucking mercenaries that overthrew the government. Yeah. So, like, he's clearly just a CIA stooge, as is often the case. 
face in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, yeah, um, so you're close to that guy because, you know, he's a CIA stooge and you're the fucking military. So you need to go because <laughs> you can get close enough to him and kill him and let me get back into office where I belong. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that even like Velasquez, who's the current president, uh, says that they're calling these the, the Delta Force guys the heroes of the revolution. Ugh, I mean, always be wary. If they start calling, like, the American murderers heroes in any way, watch out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, but this is this is where we get, um, where Matrix says that Bennett liked killing a little too much. And Bennett tells him, well, you trained me. Um, uh, but he's, he's, he basically wanted to take Matrix so Matrix can go kill Velasquez. And they fake, they fake, that's when, that's when they're talking about faking Bennett's death because he, so he can't go in and do it. (laughs) But that way Kirby also wouldn't put two and two together. Uh, so, you know, clearly Matrix is like, okay, well, what if I don't do this? Because I'm clearly not going to do this. Yeah, I'm I'm very loyal to the CA Stooges. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he, he said, well, we got your daughter. So, they, yeah. they, I mean, he definitely says a lot more than that, but that's the moral of the story. They, they take Jenny. And Bennett's like, what the fuck? And then it's on. <laughs> <laughs> it is on. <laughs> Uh, no, every everyone is like, oh, this is this is how we're gonna play. Um, so the plan is they're taking Jenny, not telling him where they're taking her. Ben is gonna have Sully get on a plane with um, well, Sully and what is the other guy's name that's on the plane? Oh, um, oh, I had his name. Is Any- it Jackson? Is it- yeah, maybe it's Jackson. So Jackson and Sully are gonna take matrix to the airport sully's gonna watch the plane with jackson and matrix on it take off so they know oh okay ah okay enriquez all right so uh, regardless they're they're gonna get on this plane (laughs) i'm just i'm literally just trying to move on (laughs) so uh, so yeah so they're gonna get on the plane and that they know that it'll be i believe 11 hours while he's on the plane and so, you know, nothing's going to happen in that 11 hours. So every, the world is safe from Matrix. <laughs> yeah. It's 11 hours. Well, so they think. Yeah, it's not. It's, not I, it's Like, it's pretty good. They've got two people to take him to the airport. One's just there to make sure they both get on the plane. And then they're yeah. going to have two people there to meet them <laughs> to make sure they get off the plane. Yeah. Because you got to fucking watch out with fucking John Matrix. Yeah, I'm not sure why they thought only two people would be good enough, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Matrix hears this whole plan. <laughs> so he well, knows. I, think it's, 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 I don't think it's like a secret. I think the idea is, hey, don't try anything because we have these safeguards in place. Yeah, but you, you shouldn't tell him all your safeguards. Like, this is John Matrix. Like, you shouldn't tell him anything. You should just be like, we got your daughter. Just follow our instructions as they happen. Like, you shouldn't be telling him shit. Because otherwise, he's already thinking of his little CIA plans. I mean, I, th- Delta I, Force honestly, plans. I think I think the mistake is, I think, yes, definitely tell him, we're going to have two people go with you, two people meet you, so we know. Because the option is always, obviously always there that, and if you fuck up, we kill your daughter. Yeah. I think what you need to have is a secret extra person on the plane that he doesn't know about yeah 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 but they just they just tell him everything and they don't have any secret plans there's no secret plans here yeah i think that's that's the mistake i think in life we all need secret plans that nobody knows about (laughs) 
I mean, I know I have my secret plans. Oh, I know. We're pretty oh, sure you just have a family somewhere we don't know about. So. Yeah. We live in the mountains and uh, we pet deer and eat ice cream and chop wood. <laughs> oh, and hang goodness. out in our murder shed. Oh, man. Um, so, it's a little 38-year-old state. Needless to say, they get on the plane. Sully doesn't... I mean, he kind of sticks around to watch the plane take off. But, I mean, as much as you're going to, right? Like, I don't yeah. I don't think he was wrong for walking away at the point he did. But what he missed is that Matrix kills Enrique, like, real quick. Yeah. And then just pretends he's asleep, which I was like, oh, no. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, at some point on that flight, like, yeah. the other people in first class are going to smell this. Yeah, how does no one realize, like, after 11 hours after this guy's killed? Because don't you, like, if you're, if if it's like a, like, I don't know, wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) there be an evacuation of the bowels? That's what I thought of, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There would definitely be some, uh... I'm glad the three of us know this information. (laughs) There's no fresh air on that aeroplane, like, it's Mm, all recycled air. Yeah. No, that that is the worst flight. Worst yeah. 11 hours of your life. Yeah. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. dead before the plane even takes off. <coughs> oh, yeah. And they're stuck in there with that air for 11 hours. Ooh, they're all dead. All of them. Ugh. Yeah. They've got to burn, burn themselves. But you know who's not stuck on there? Matrix. <laughs> Matrix. Yeah. Because the stewardess just lets him wander off yeah. during takeoff. No, that doesn't happen. Are, yeah. are, are you going to try to stop John Matrix from doing anything <laughs> he wants to do? No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they, they let him wander off. He ends up wandering all the way off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. He, he turned left. He should have turned right. He ends up off the plane. <laughs> like, in the cargo hold, like, like I through, like, I, it just rips his way through the bottom of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, it's wild. It's, it's really weird and crazy. And he doesn't even jump off, like, right away. That plane does start to take off a little. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he gonna jump off at some point? Um, but he waits till it's over water and then he jumps off. I mean, what if he just gotten eaten by by an alligator right there? That's exactly what I thought. I was like, where's this plane taking off from? Because yeah. that water well, has that. Well, he misjudged how deep that water was and he, he falls and that water's like, you know, a foot deep and he just yeah. pancakes yeah. onto it. Oh god. <laughs> Oof. Um yeah. And then, like, he just able to, like... He just gets the runs. <laughs> he's able to make it back into the... Like, uh, cl- clearly, you know, pre-9-11, he's able yeah. to sneak his way back into the airport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, after having, like, jumped into water... <laughs> I, the thing so that's gross. crazy to me in this documentary about, like, the, the of when it took place is that whenever anything happens, everyone's first reaction is, I, I, need, I need a dime. I've got to run to a payphone. <laughs> It's the best. I've got to make a phone call. Well, because like, that, wow. that's the thing, too, with this, like, 11-hour window. And and part of why some of these people, to, to accomplish his goals, he needs to kill some of these people because they're about to call uh, Arius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen. And there's no cell phones. There's no immediate way to contact him. So Matrix has, like... A good chunk of time to kill somebody mm. <laughs> before yeah. they can get to a phone. They've got yeah. to press. They've got to dial it. They've got to go. Beep, 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 exactly. Beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you had Sully. He's he's letting them know, like, hey, yeah, he's on the plane. And I'm like, he is not on the plane. He's not on the plane, Sully. 
Um, and also, I mean, you know, uh, Sully's a man. He's a multitasker is what he is. Mm-hmm, he's going to mm-hmm. tell them that like, hey, he's on the plane, but he's also going to hit on the stewardess that's on the phone in front of him. Listen, I can <sighs> do my job and be a creep at the same time. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's such a little sex pest. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've heard that term before. <laughs> sex pest? Oh. A sex pest? No. You have to come that's to London. Fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> That is what he, what he is. is. That's a, that a is a good description. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> little, too. Very yeah. tiny. Yeah. Very tiny. Very tiny. Tiny little sex pest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he... So he's hitting on Cindy. This, this is the person we we let you guys know about earlier. Um, and she's not having it. She's like, get the fuck away from me. Um, and then he, like, follows her out and then tries to hit on her at her car. And she's like, <sighs> no, yeah. thank you. No, thank you. Um, but the other person, maybe it's not a sex pest, but it's also a creep, is John Matrix, who's watching this whole thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's followed them out. And now he sees that Sully's getting in the car. So he forces himself into Cindy's car. Well, into well, her life. first of all, rips the seat out of her car. Yeah. But wh- for why? Why? So, so he's he very hide? low. He's very low. I, I There's no think way he could sit on the seat and hide. He's like a giant. I, even even he's when he's still just not normally, hiding. Yeah, he's not hiding. He's still like I, he's a giant. Like I, that taking that seat out did nothing Mm-mm. except ruin her car. Yeah, yeah. It's real. It's real sad. She's having a terrible day, as I said. Yeah, and she also says in the documentary. <laughs> Yeah. I hope the fucking military pays for that car. Nobody's paying for this car. Nobody's Ugh. paying her shit. Um, of course. Matrix she's... is probably going to kill her at the end. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen I... too much. <laughs> um, yeah, she's GD, not excited GD, about this. Just so you know, this is what we do to people who have seen too much. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, he tells her that just do what I tell you and I'll let you go. Ugh. Which I wouldn't trust. Look at that. Mm-hmm. No. Um, uh, but he makes her drive and follow Sully, which was not part of her day. No. He won't tell her what, what anything is, like, why she's doing this or what this is about. Um, and they end up stopping, let's see, well, they're just, like, sitting watching Sully. It's real, I mean, the whole thing is just creepy. Yeah. They follow him to the mall. Yeah. Where? Like, where is he, why is he meeting at the mall for this important meeting I mean, he's got seriously the bar at the mall is where he's having his covert like handoff like but it's where we i mean we seem surprised by it so obviously people wouldn't suspect i mean he's so literally going to genius he's going to a bar at the mall called restaurant and bar the most like ugh, lame 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 (laughs) i'm sorry what a great place (laughs) i love to go to the mall i love going to restaurant and bar at mall (laughs) he's a man of simple pleasures maybe later i'll go buy some clothes at clothes store at mall (laughs) so he sees sully walking into restaurant and bar and asks Cindy if, uh, well, tries to tell her, like, hey, my daughter's been kidnapped. I mean, this is a crazy fucking story. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> but he says, my daughter's been kidnapped. Um, and he's only, he's my only chance of finding her. If he sees me or I lose him, they'll kill her. I need you to follow him. If I get too close, he'll run. And he's, he's really pleading with Cindy, like, please just help me. 
Like, she's only got... We've only got ten hours. Like, you know, they're on a time crunch here. Um, and she's just like, I don't know. I don't know about this. And he's like, don't you understand? <laughs> like oh come on like you ripped out the seat in her car yeah so i don't want to go near that guy he's a he, he was creeping me out earlier yeah and she was like purposefully rude to him to get him yeah. to fuck off and now she's got a i guess kind of hit on him yeah yeah Ooh. i mean also like i'm sorry your daughter was kidnapped but i'm just gonna guess odds are she's probably better off without <laughs> you in her life because <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't seem like a great father figure no so you know, since- I'm just basing that off the kidnapping and ripping the seat <laughs> out of my car and, uh, you know, I, just on that, just on that. <laughs> so, yeah, so Cin- Cindy does what a normal human would do, which is she finds someone of authority in the bar and says, hey, uh, please help. <laughs> please help me. Um, I've got a creep over here and a creep over there. I'm in between two creeps. Please help. <laughs> I'm trapped between a creep and a creep. <laughs> a big creep and a little creep. A sex pest and I don't even know. A psycho. <laughs> like, yeah, and a, and a kidnapper. Yeah, like it's not, she's not in a good situation. No. And I do not blame her at all for just asking someone to help her. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's forgetting that obviously mall cops yeah. are also creeps. Yeah. Not only that, but typically not helpful. Yeah, like she no, should have just went to. She, it would have been better if she went to the bartender. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like. Are there she, any? Are there any um men in this documentary that aren't creeps? I'm just trying to think. I think there is. I don't think there is either. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Um. Yeah, because I feel like at least the bartender would be like, you know what? I can't. I can't. Like, I'm, I clearly can see this guy as a big creep, and I can't fight that guy. So why don't I just show you to the back exit of the restaurant and bar? Yeah. <laughs> and you can duck out there. <laughs> um, but instead, but yeah. we're gonna get a bunch of these middle-sized uh, mall cop creeps. <laughs> this is creeps come in all sizes and all shapes. Oh yeah. Um, and you, yeah, I mean, once you get the mall cops involved, and they're like assembling like they think they're avengers and then you've got like the looky loos in the mall it's like just a bad scene the whole I, I mean i know it's the 80s and we're at peak like mall like culture oh, yeah there are so many mall cops yeah it's a ton of them it is a, they have their own mall cop army yeah it's like when the mill shut down everyone got a job <laughs> as a mall cop in this town <laughs> <laughs> this town doesn't have a mill anymore. We just changed it to an A, and now we have a mall. <laughs> we thought this town was going to run dry after the mill closed, but then they built this shopping mall, and we all got jobs as mall cops. <laughs> Weird. Um. So, uh, basically, the mall cops are all just going to die. <laughs> like... Or at least that's in my dreams they are. <laughs> well, I mean, should they be uh, trying to uh, assault someone? Like, on the word that he might be a kidnapper? Like, yeah. seems also, like a bad, bad call on their part. It's like he's, like, once he starts doing things like jumping over railing and then, uh, you know, Tarzaning across on, I don't even know what the fuck those were that he, like, grabbed and, like, it looked yeah. like balloons, but I'm like, well, clearly that's not a balloon, but I don't know what the fuck this is. But he Tarzans across the mall. I feel like as a mall cop, I'd be like, well, I'm not built for this. <laughs> this is not a situation that I've planned for. 
You know, um, being that I barely make over minimum wage... Yeah, um, I'm not interested this, in this. This doesn't seem like yeah, I'm I feel like my job is now. to yell at a couple teenagers. This is not that situation. Hey, so. hey guys, I know I know you guys are all working on the uh, uh, giant creep uh, situation, but, uh, you know, I got some kids that are, uh, I, are just kind of being unruly, so I'm gonna go deal with that situation instead. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I mean, now I look back and I'm like... Man, as kids, we were assholes. But (laughs) at the time, I'm like, the only time that I personally wasn't thrown out of the mall by a mall cop, but my friend was... was because we were like in a department store and he took ice and he stood in the very center of like a rack of clothes and was throwing ice at people from the center of the rack of clothes so they couldn't tell where it was coming from. Amazing. So he got kicked out of the mall. But but it's like, that's what mall cops are there for. Stopping kids from throwing ice at people. Stop being a, a John Matrix. No, no. Yeah, no, definitely not. And it's just, it's he does the craziest shit. It's like, what is happening, John Matrix? Mm-mm. And what if you were just a looky-loo in the mall? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What, uh, what are you thinking then? <laughs> is that the best day at the mall? <laughs> Maybe. Like, uh, yeah, I lot just to saw. See. I just saw John Matrix like Tarzan across the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the last time I was in a mall, because you know, yeah. it's the 2020s and no one's in a mall. Yeah. It was just kind of creepy and sad because there was no one in the mall. <laughs> yeah. There was people that worked in the malls were hanging out outside, kind of outside of their stores to talk to other people that worked in other stores because they were bored and lonely. Yeah. And I was just walking through and they were all looking at me like, oh, maybe, maybe someone will come into my store and buy something. An outsider. And like, it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing going on at a mall, guys. No. no, no absolutely to, nothing. To go. And then I remembered, oh yeah, the comic book shop is no longer in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Trixies. <laughs> now I gotta go, now I gotta walk all the well, way sp- down now, this thing. Now I know for for sure which mall you're talking about. And yeah. Yeah, that's even oh, the Coliseum Comics. Yeah. yeah, they're they're they've moved. They moved, <gasps> oh, moved like literally like a block down the road. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that's all right. It's the best. My Just favorite now. comic book store is in Orlando. Um, <laughs> right, I parked at the other end, and I had a long, creepy walk. Oh my walk. god! Shout out Coliseum Comics if you want to sponsor us. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. they want to sponsor us. Um, but yeah, so uh, so this whole time. <laughs> Uh, Sully is also like, ah, fuck, he didn't get on that plane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we've got um, the guy that Sully was meeting with. That guy ends up dead. No bueno. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just watching John Matrix beat all these mall cops up. (laughs) It's making me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sully is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Cindy is also like, I'm getting out of here. But she's also watching John Matrix because like the way he, when he Tarzan's across, it's to land on the elevator that Sully is in. Yeah. There's also a point where uh, Matrix picks up a phone booth with Sully inside it and throws it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because so he he can't have Sully calling. Yeah. Arius. Yeah. Again. Again. (laughs) How would this be handled now? Sully would have just, like, quietly snuck into a bathroom stall and called. Definitely. He would have just texted. Like, (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, like, uh, so John is gonna chase after Sully, um, and he takes Cindy's car. Yeah. Just steals her fucking car. Like, I, what is wrong with this guy? I, I mean, like, this is the fucking thing with the fucking military. These motherfuckers, he thinks he can do whatever he wants. And guess what? He can. Because, like, yeah, they just reward him for this. Like, this has been his whole fucking life. And now he lives, like, this fucking ideal, like, mount in this ideal mountaintop, like, like secluded deer. place. Yeah, clearly rich as fuck, like, doing whatever he wants. And yeah, cause yeah, he cause he overthrew a government for the fucking United States. Wild. Yeah. Um, Cindy does end up being able to get in the car, um, and she's she's trying to figure. She's like t- she's very pissed. I mean, rightly so. Mm-hmm. She's trying to figure out like, okay, who the fuck are you? You know, and she tells him. She goes, "You steal my car. You rip out my seat. You kidnap me. You make me miss my hair appointment. Rude. Rude." Uh, you beg me to help you and your daughter, which I very kindly do. <laughs> you get me into a shootout. People are dying and being killed. There's blood spurting all over the place. She, I, I mean, she, she says, I watch you rip a phone booth from the wall and swing from the ceiling like Tarzan. I mm-hmm. stopped a cop from killing you. And then they start chasing me. <laughs> yeah. And he just won't even tell her who she, who he is. This is like, oh my God. Um, he's driving all crazy. He admits he never got his driver's license, which I don't, I don't know how that's a thing. (laughs) Like, I feel like if you're in the military, don't you kind of like need that? But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, (laughs) he does ask her if she's okay. And she she says, I think I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. It's amazing that she's not. Yeah. I don't know how she's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're, uh, they're in this car accident because, well, Matrix decides to run into Sully. Yeah, runs him off the road. Cool. And these little tiny cars. Yeah, very tiny cars. And, uh, holds Matrix, or sorry, Matrix holds Sully just over the cliff. By the ankle. Oof. That's crazy. It's real wild. Like... Who does that? Who can do that? Well, Matrix, apparently. Joe Matrix. Of course. I, I, there's not much I feel like I could hold up by a leg. Maybe a small child. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope you're never in that position where you need to do that. Um. <laughs> uh, luckily, he's, he found uh, uh, a motel key on him. Yeah, because so Sully actually was not going to tell him anything, which... Uh, you know, for S- Sully, it's like, that makes sense, because obviously he's not going to kill him if he knows he has information about his daughter, and, yeah. you know, so he, the longer he can stay alive, the better for him. And luckily, um, a Matrix has already promised he'll kill him last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, so. uh, which he, yeah, tr- he shouldn't have trusted Matrix. Shocking, I know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um. So he doesn't want to tell Matrix anything, but like you said, he found the key. Um... And, uh, therefore he doesn't really need Sully. Yeah, so he just, uh, drops him off a fucking cliff. It's yep. real crazy. Head first. It's Oof. real fucking crazy. I, at that height, I don't think it matters if it's head first or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, at that height, like, even if it were, like, water, I don't think it matters. I but think he's he still so tiny that maybe he, like, instead of bouncing off the cliff, he, cliff, he like, fell in a small crack in the cliff and, like, survived. <laughs> or he landed in, like, a, a bird's nest on a branch <laughs> and was adopted by a bird. 
He's so small. I thought you were gonna say his coat was so big. I'm shocked he didn't like soar. Like <laughs> he a just flying didn't squirrel. Take off. <laughs> yeah, like a flying squirrel. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're not laughing at Sully's death. It's very tragic. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. really disturbing actually to watch. Yeah. Um. So you know, obviously, I deal with disturbing material with humor. <laughs> yeah. Sully's car, or sorry, Cindy's car is just, I mean, ran into a pole. They can't take that. So Sully's car isn't ran into a pole, though. It's just on its side. <coughs> and That's not a problem for John Matrix. No, he just pushes it over. Honestly, I think that is kind of a tinier car. I, I think, I don't think it's as difficult as it it's sounds. It's a tiny car for a tiny man. Yeah, because Dan and a couple friends have picked up a car and moved it. So <laughs> really, they're actually... They're heavy because they're vehicles, but they're, you know, you get a couple people and John Matrix is a couple people in one body mm-hmm. and it's not that big of a deal. Um, so at this point, I, in the documentary, I shared with Brad last week, but Claire, I'll share with you. I made a micro machines joke um, and Josie did not understand. And Dan, Dan had to explain what micro machines were. Oh, and I we're felt so old. very old. <laughs> we're a thousand years old. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Very sad, guys. Um, if you're a listener and you also don't know what micro machines are, fuck off. Don't tell me that. I already feel old. <laughs> so just keep it to yourself. <laughs> I had the micro machines game on the Mega Drive. <laughs> and my first boyfriend, when I was like five, maybe, gave me his favorite micro machine. And that's how I knew Whoa. it was love. Yeah. Wow. It was one that had a little hole in the roof and you could peek in and it was like a little magnifying thing in the roof and it looked like you could see inside the car. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was love. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, they're in the car, and uh, Cindy is really trying to understand for Matrix. She's like, "Look, I'm already in this. I don't even know what the fuck this is. So if you could explain that to me, that'd be great." She's still trying to just get any information uh, out of him. Uh, so y- you know, she uh, he shows her a picture of Jenny and and um says that that's who was kidnapped and some people are using her to force me to do a job and if I don't they're gonna kill her I, I don't like I don't like that he calls killing somebody a job yeah <laughs> I don't, yeah I don't like it <laughs> well putting that out there that's his job <sighs> he's a state-sponsored murder just the worst but yeah I didn't know if anyone else uh, found that disturbing <laughs> yeah yeah I don't like it I don't like um, it yeah but he's his thought is like they might kill her regardless. So this is his only chance, which I I understand that. Like, okay, this is his only chance to just get his daughter back because whether he kills President uh, Velasquez or not, it doesn't matter. They're probably still gonna kill his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he he does <laughs> let Cindy know a little bit of the history and. I didn't. I didn't realize this. I'm. I'm reading the the official transcripts. Um, and she, Matrix does talk about how uh, Jenny's mom had died when Jenny was born. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Oh, same. okay. So he says, uh, I was in Laos when it happened, so I came home intending to raise her. But on her third birthday, I was in Lebanon. Uh, when she went to grade school, I was in Angola. When oh she my had the- gosh. Yeah. Wow. When she He's in had- all the worst places. Uh, shocking, I know. Doing when, all the worst uh, things, oh, clearly. Uh, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop there, Brad. Uh, when she had the measles, I was in Pakistan, and now she's Fuck. been kidnapped because of me. Well, hey, um, I, I mean... I, <laughs> what do you have to say for that? <laughs> I... 
I mean, I guess it's you missed all of your daughter's milestones because you were being Henry Kissinger's golden boy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Like, all of the hotspots. I was you guys doing be, all the worst things. If you guys are also want to be really depressed, listen to, what is the Behind the Bastards podcast? Just did oh, a yeah. six-part Henry Kissinger you guys yeah, like this podcast. You know, everybody knows and hates Henry Kissinger. Yeah, clearly. But like, you don't know. What if I, you what don't if I were know. to tell you? What if I were to tell you he's worse than you thought? Yeah, yeah. Somehow, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I knew he was a bad guy and it's Vietnam, and there's there's some things, right? It's a bad yeah, guy. I, yeah, but I thought like, I was pretty I, well aware of all the things. I mean, I, I I knew there were definitely gonna be things I didn't know, but it's it's six. What a little over an hour each episode. Yeah, yeah and I had like racked them up because I I don't think I realized initially it was going to be six episodes of this podcast. No, um, neither. And so I had like let like three go, and then I was like, okay, you know, and I'll catch up on the fourth, thinking it was just going to be four. But then they put out a fifth and sixth. I was like, oh shit. So. Yeah, don't do that. Don't rack them up and then listen to them back to back because it's very depressing. It's so it was so much that I was like I I I had to like stop and like listen to happy music for a while because <laughs> I was like this is this is dark. <laughs> and then Where's- I got to this fucking episode which <laughs> is I think the only one I messaged you about, Brett. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this uh, this episode because we talk about his fucking love life and that's just almost more disturbing than everyone he seriously <laughs> seriously i yeah i i will see what i i listen to them first thing in the morning so i start oh, my day with it god um, damn <laughs> it's like a real real splash of cold water to the face is uh, the life of of henry kissinger but uh yeah clearly john matrix is just like yeah oh, all just, the, all those things he's involved in i think it's wow. wild wild yeah so um yeah he's <laughs> He's We're supposed to be on all the big side too. That's the whew. yeah. He's not on trial, guys. <laughs> uh, so he tells Cindy, he's like, "Well, that that part of my life is over now." Which clearly it's not. He just killed a bunch of mock-ups. like okay, um, okay. He, like, that part of your life is, and just imagine that part of my life is over now. And I, again, thirty-eight years old, and like living in luxury, clearly made a ton of money through ill-gotten gains, yeah. and is just being protected, uh, like to the point where if anyone tries to hold you accountable for anything, the government literally flies in fucking military to protect you with a helicopter to your fortress. Yeah. Oh, there is no justice. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say we'll talk about his 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 kill count in mm-hmm. these 11 hours that happen. But if you think about all the other places he's been and this is in 11 hours, Oof. like just think about how many people this guy's killed. Yeah. Like this is just 11 hours in this guy's life. Oh. That's insane. So so at this point there's like 5 hours remaining right and so um they find this they go to this motel where the Sully was supposed to be and they find Sully's room and they go in and um you know Cindy's also getting out of the car and she's like well I'm in now <laughs> like my day is already shot so yeah I guess I guess I'll help get this small child back um, and so the, while they're in Sully's room, they hear uh, a knock at the door, and it's uh, Cook, 
who's also one of the... I mean, if I say mercenaries, are you guys going to know which side I'm talking about? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, so, so Cook is there, and Cindy pretends that she's with Cook. Or, sorry, with uh, Sully. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's in the shower. And, and Cook's like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, oh, room service. Ooh. Uh, so cute. Um, and she's like, she didn't open her top, by the way. <laughs> John Matrix yeah. opened her top for her to make her look yeah. sexier. Yeah, like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. Uh, needless to say, John Cook, uh, John, uh, John Cook, John Matrix couldn't hide from Cook very long and a fight ensues they burst through the wall into another room yeah with another male creep (laughs) every man in this is a creep (laughs) well those those folks i feel like were just making their own adult film together yeah yeah. Mm, i don't know i feel like you're kink shaming at this point (laughs) (laughs) i don't care because i i mean they they were in bed together it's not like she she was like I don't know. She she didn't look like it was non-consensual. I don't know. He had a creepy not. look about him. <laughs> was it the curly hair? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what did it. Um, yeah, so these po- poor folks had to watch this happen in front of them. Yeah. They Listen, they're just trying to fucking make a sex tape, and all of a sudden there's a murder. Yeah. A, a really brutal murder as well. Yeah. I do want to understand this hotel-motel situation, (laughs) because the rooms are slightly different than each other. Like, even when Cook comes into Sully's room, his room is set up like a house, like a living room. It's like there's an entryway. Like, with, bo- like, uh, I just don't understand the decor of this locale. Yeah. And then, like, the couple in the sex room has, like, red lights behind shit, which they could have brought their lights, but it's like, what is up with all of this, like, glass wall structure thing behind you that the lights can be through? Like, why yeah. are these rooms each different? And I... why do they look so weird? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this was, like, a real shabby motel that someone tried <laughs> to, like, fix up. Um, and Weird. it being the 80s, this is how they fix it up. I and guess so. They just, I, it, like, it's still a shabby motel, but somebody tried to put some money in, but then they ran out of money, and then they just kind of half-assed it. Yeah. Or I, like, or I didn't know if there were some, like, longer, long stays, like, people who are using this, hmm. like, a little longer term. Yeah. But, uh. I don't know. So, some rooms are rent by the hour, some are rent by several weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, anyway, long story short, they kill Cook. Matrix kills Cook. <laughs> yeah. Um. He's impaled, like, on, like, on a table leg. Yeah. Yeah, like a, yeah a it's nightmare. Oh, awful. Meanwhile, that couple is just looking on. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. He doesn't explain what's happening or anything. He's just like, okay, I've just left you this dead guy. Ah. I mean, yep. what's there to explain? <laughs> like, I don't know. Sorry, let me explain. Um, he is part of an organization that has kidnapped my daughter, and uh, they're trying to threaten me to overthrow a government that I've already overthrown one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, they, cool. they take the keys that Cook has, they split them up and try different cars. Um, and one opens the Cadillac door, uh, and Matrix is in there looking around, and in the glove box, um, he's not finding anything. He starts going through the- through just everything in this car, and he finds a piece of paper- (laughs) 
protruding from the pocket along the side of the car door. It is so lucky they keep finding evidence because (laughs) they're killing everyone with information. Like every time, like someone that could tell them where to go next, they, he murders immediately. And luckily they're able to find some sort of clue to get them to the next point. Yeah. I mean, I get he doesn't have time, but this is crazy. Yeah, no, you gotta, like, you just gotta put him in a chokehold and get information. Yeah. Like, you stop killing everyone so fast. <laughs> so, the piece of paper is an invoice from Coastal Fuel um, in Long Beach, uh, and it's to uh, Patricia Enterprises in San Pedro. So, I, even, okay, guys, if any if any of us found this, would we even know where to start with <laughs> No, no. Matrix doesn't even know where to start. Luckily, luckily, it just so happens that Cindy knows because she knows plane shit. She's like, oh, yeah, they're a place that provides uh, fuel for planes. Yeah. Like small planes, not small. Yeah. 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 And small planes, not like, you know, big airplanes. Um, and her her covers and I'm calling it her cover story. I don't know what Cindy's deal is, but her cover story is that she yeah. This is where we find out she's um, trying to get her pilot's license, and Coastal is where her instructor gets the fuel for the airplanes in class. Um, all of her so, pla- all of her plane nerd knowledge finally coming to use. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and because in um on Redondo Street there's a lot of warehouses, Matrix assumes that that's must be where. Uh, Arius keeps his plane. I'm like, wouldn't he keep it in a plane hangar? Like, I don't... How's he just keeping it in a warehouse? Mm. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. There's points where this documentary doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I don't have nerd plane knowledge, so no. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Yeah, all of our, our plane nerd listeners are probably, like, screaming at us right now. Yeah, probably. Keep I, screaming, no. nerds. We can't hear you. I don't know why you're screaming at a podcast. We've already yes. recorded by the time you <laughs> listen to this. Yeah, we're you're screaming. Now. You are literally screaming at the past, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but who hasn't screamed at the past before? Guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> <'cause laughs> So the, uh, they get to this warehouse. There's soldiers everywhere. So I guess they're in the right place. So lucky guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they... they cr- <laughs> Is this where they crawl like this yeah. wire mesh thing? Yeah, they're poor Cindy is really being put through it. That's all I'm saying. I know, I know she's trying to help at this point, but it's kind of crazy. But she seems like like genu- to genuinely care about John Matrix later, and I was like, I just want to get away from him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Matrix, uh, I guess this is his covert ops background, but he's like army crawling across the fucking warehouse floor. How nobody sees him. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, and the one person who does, he takes him out. <laughs> so I guess, I guess it wouldn't matter. Um, but he, he goes into one of the rooms. He's looking at, what is this, a map or something? Yeah, all the maps. He's like, he, like he let, he bring his urn through the window where she like starts exploring the photos and things. He's like got a protractor and he's like doing <laughs> fucking calculations to figure out like, <laughs> like what is happening. <laughs> Uh, this is why we would never get Jenny back. <laughs> I, listen, I, I I feel like there was some CIA influence in the making of this documentary, because, like, I'm not buying it. Yeah. 
What is against this back wall? To- like, this whole room makes no sense to me. Just so we're clear. Like, there are too many maps, too many things just on the wall that I'm like, none of this would... Who's this making sense for? And is this just de- decor? Is this just nerd airplane warehouse decor? <laughs> oh, Cindy oh loves it. Cindy's like, oh, this is so cool. I I think she does. Real weird. Um, but yeah, she can tell what kind of plane it is with all of his calculations. He figures out, I guess, where the coordinates are. It's just like, I feel like this is good thing that you guys have all of the knowledge you have. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm glad we have computers now. We don't have to like fucking do all this because like there's just all these fucking things laying around to like, yeah, ah, all these maps and fucking yeah. tools for like measurement. And I'm like, ugh, God. Yeah, so, um, she looks at the invoice again, she sees how much fuel- Like, this is again, to your point, Brad, like, if they had a computer, they probably could have just, like, keyed in a couple Mm -hmm. things and figured this out. But no, she sees the invoice, she sees that's for 250 gallons of Type 4 aircraft fuel, and she says Type 4 fuel is amphibian, and 250 gallons is what it would take to fly that plane to the island and back, so she can- she just calculates it in her head. Yeah. Who does that? Who does that? Plain nerds. Yeah, plain nerds. Um, (laughs) Brad and I are just Excel nerds, and I'm sending Brad Excel memes. (laughs) Because I knew that Brad would enjoy it, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I would not understand. No, I was going to send it to our group chat, and I'm like, Claire would just be like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Alright, so... Uh, they figure all this out, so they just basically figure out where to go. It's real crazy. It makes no sense. And of course, even as they're taking off, they're getting attacked. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but first thing first, they gotta stop by and uh, pick up some supplies. Oh, jeez, yeah. So they they ask nicely... Do they? I think instead, he just steals a bulldozer and smashes into a fucking (laughs) army supply store. Yeah, so not only do they steal the stuff from the army supply store, they steal the bulldozer and they destroy the entire front of his store. Yeah, which by the way, um, as is not surprising at all, there's a secret back room in the army supply store where they sell wildly dangerous weapons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Real crazy. This is just what it's like in the States, right? Right, guys? I mean... I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, that's not being facetious at all. No, no this is I, how it is. Army, so. army supply store because I, I there was definitely some army supply stores in Tennessee, obviously. Yeah, um, and I definitely remember to go to get like you know props for plays and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's how I ended up there. Um, but they also they also had cool knives, and I always have liked cool knives. So uh, I I I definitely went and bought cool knives at places before. And man, all those people working there are super creepy. Mm. But sometimes, sometimes if you need a cool knife, that's just what you got to deal with. But those people are very scary. And they clearly do have ba- secret back rooms filled with things they shouldn't have. Yeah, I've been there because I wanted, I don't know, like a jacket or something. I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like an army supply store would have like a cool like bomber jacket or something. You know, like I just was like, let me just check out that or maybe a cool belt or like basically for fashion reasons. I was like going to check out this art. No camo. I did not want camo. But like, mm. what kind of accessories could I get? And then I went in there and was completely freaked out and had to leave. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Whereas I got my cool special forces knife. Well, there you go. Yeah. I was not looking for a knife. That was not how I was trying to accessorize. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, this back room is ridiculous. I have Oof. It's so crazy. Very scary. Very scary. 
Um, so yeah, uh, of course John gets arrested and Cindy flirts with these police officers until they pull off and then she, uh, like, blows up the police truck. Like, what is this that yeah. she's using? Like, she's a, using it's a she, rocket launcher. A, it's a rocket, rocket launcher. launcher they stole. First of all, she blows up um, whatever's behind her because yeah. she does it yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. So that's more damage to someone's business or residence or murdering a load of people. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she just blows up the uh the police vehicle yeah yeah and she's so, also into murders now yeah 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 it's it's sad, the matrix is a bad influence definitely which is why i think maybe he doesn't need to get his daughter back <laughs> <laughs> like someone should intervene <laughs> um but yeah so she gets john matrix out and uh now they're gonna get on their way um, so let's stop there for a sec and talk about what's happening at Arius's place. So Arius and Bennett are there. They've, of course, got an army of people there. And then they've got Jenny and they lock Jenny. They've, they've locked Jenny up in a room. A wildly empty room, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because they crazy. know that like she's been trained by a lunatic that can teach her to fashion weapons out of anything. Yeah. And she's sad. She's crying. But she's already, you could see it in her eyes. She's already figuring out like, okay, what can I use in this room? Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, you know, she does. A, she assumes, I'm sure she assumes her dad is on his way. But they're also saying things like, oh, no, he's on a plane. like, And we're going to kill you. So just just know that. We're just keeping you alive until your dad does what he's supposed to do. Um, and again, she, there's no way for her to know what's happening, so she's she's on her own. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, Matrix and Cindy, as they're trying to fly off, they're getting shot at as well. They're just always yeah. being shot at, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think in these eleven hours, like the entire supply of bullets in North America were used. Yeah, there was like there was a there was if you could just see a real time graph of of bullets in existence. Yeah, um, it really went down during this period of time because all the bullets yeah. were getting used up. There was like yeah. a twenty five percent dip. There was a shortage after this. I well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bullets in the United States. There's a lot of bullets in the United States, but so many being used. Used wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she's she thinks she can fly that plane. Maybe. <laughs> Oof. This is like an old timey plane that looks like you needed to like be outside and rev it up. Like. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, like is flying a seaplane like is that different than just like a regular plane? Because it seems like that's an extra thing. You got you're a boat and a plane. So. That seems like you got to learn extra things for that. I have yeah. no clue. <laughs> like airplane maintenance and boat maintenance in one device. Yeah. I am not a plane or a boat nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you were going to stop with you're not a plane or a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Hmm. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, and also, uh, what's his face? Kirby is realizing what's going on as well. Yeah, he's like, I gotta clean up all this shit. Oh, boy. Yeah, because Matrix is just leaving... A trail of bodies. As is his fucking want. That's why why he's, like, relocated to a mountain alone. Um, but yeah, so she's... While they're in the air, Jenny has detached the door handle from the door. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how she did that, even. 
I, 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sheer willpower. Yeah, because I feel like you need some sort of tool or something. I mean, she's Just got tiny hands, but <laughs> yeah. Maybe like her dad insisted she like, I don't know, have a tool always embedded in her arm skin. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I don't know. So that's why I mean, she's she got a pair of overalls on. Maybe she had something hidden. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she she takes the door handle off and then she like puts it in between these boards in the like room yeah. and yeah. tries to pry apart the boards. You guys yeah. can't see me, but I'm making hand gestures for trying <laughs> apart the boards. I mean, I, I yeah, know it's she's where like, the window's boarded up. Yeah, yeah. I know she's you know tiny, a tiny child with tiny hands, but she does spend hours working on yeah, prying that course. board loose. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't talk bad about people with tiny hands. Like I also <laughs> have very tiny hands. <laughs> I feel like you could pry a board loose in uh, less time. I don't know. My hands are also the hands of a five to twelve-year-old, <laughs> however old she is. Um. So yeah, they end up. Uh, what's her face? Uh, Cindy and John end up going ahead and landing near the island. And then John has just basically gotten naked almost. <laughs> yeah, I, well, because he is injured on his side, so he decides the best way to deal with that is to take off the only protection he has. Well, I don't well, think his clothes you know, are jacket. protection. Well, you know when you're when you're in a when you're in a raft, you want to make sure uh, you're properly dressed for uh, rowing, so you can do a clothes change when you get you know to the island. That's not oh, that far yeah, away. Oh yeah, this is. Before I thought he was injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he gets injured, he's injured. Yeah, I thought maybe he was just also working on his tan yeah. while he was out there. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. He doesn't get want some any sidelines. Love the vitamin D. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> just didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, where did his clothes go? Uh, I think he's just trying to, like, impress Cindy. He's like, I don't know if you have noticed, but uh, I am all muscle. <laughs> I'm sorry, watching him run up on this shore, he is. He's just one big muscle. Yeah, no, it's wild. <laughs> I, I, what I don't understand is, like, the, like, the, like, the camo, like, face paint situation. Yeah. What I, you, yeah. You're not, you know you're, like, just, like, wandering around this fully developed small <laughs> island. Like, you're not in the woods. You're, it's not yeah. nighttime. You're, you, you, how are you blending in with buildings? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and as he's going on the island, he's he notices what time it is, and he knows that that plane is about to land. So he also tells Cindy, like, call Kirby, tell him it's a code red, give him the coordinates. Yeah. So she starts doing that while he's putting on makeup. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the same time, that plane has landed. Clearly, they find the dead body, which is horrific. Ugh. Yeah. Just yeah. the worst. Yeah. Um, but also these two guys that were waiting for them notice they haven't come out and then see this dead body <laughs> being dragged over. Um, so they're going to call Arius and, you know, tell him what's wrong. But it's a little late now because Matrix is already on the island. Yeah, um, no stopping him now. Yeah, like, he's hiding behind one tiny little bush. Like, it's like... <laughs> yeah, but he's got camo on, so... <laughs> yeah, that's why... By camo, I mean black stripes on his face. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously there when they realized... There was points in the movie, in, in the, like, there was points on screen where I couldn't see him, but I knew he was there <laughs> doing stuff. You could feel it, though. You could yeah. feel it. I was um, like, what's happening? I'm gonna... The next set of scenes in this documentary is really just showing all the kills. <laughs> all the kills. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, we've already... We've established that John has not made it to the... Uh, sorry, he's not made it to Valverde. And Arius now knows. And so he's sent for Jenny, but then they've went to find Jenny, and she's not in there. So there's kind of a, ch- a hunt to find... You know, Bennett's off to find Jenny... And Matrix is on the island and he's off to find Jenny and he is killing everybody in his path. Mm Everyone. So I don't know if this is a time you guys want to share. Yeah. So during the whole island battle, um, uh, Matrix murders 74 people. God. He slits two throats. He shoots 51 people, stabs a person. Uh, two people are stabbed by circular blades that he gets from a murder shed. Uh, five people are blown up by grenades. Uh, five by rocket launcher. And Jeez seven people Louise. are uh, blown up by um, explosives. And wow. uh, yeah, so that's all during the lead up to this uh, final fight. Like, it is insane. Just, and this is not counting the people he had already killed up to this point. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. Just watching buildings blow up, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure how these buildings blow up from, because they blow up from the middle, but he plants bombs around the outside. So I wasn't sure about that. Maybe we only saw him planting them in the outside. I don't I know. I guess, yeah. I had to, again, I had to rewind the documentary. <laughs> Yeah. Um, at the same time, we've got Cindy who's calling uh, Kirby. Kirby is like, okay, I guess, you know, he quickly leaves a meeting, he's in, to go uh, start looking for, for Matrix. Um, and Jenny is on the run. It's, I'm sorry, this is so, so many people just dying. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. many people. 74. 102 oh. is the, for the entire documentary, is how this many is people killed. I don't know how I don't hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so many. Well, you didn't hear about it because he's a state-sponsored murderer and they don't let that information just yeah, out Yeah, they anywhere. definitely exactly. didn't tell us about it in the K. Um, Again, these, all these people are here um, to protect the rightful president of a country that he overthrew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they were there. They're all dead oh, yeah. now. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so Jenny runs, Bennett is really hot on her trail. He kind of, I mean, there's only so many places she can go, but she is tiny and she does use that to her advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm looking at Matrix just all makeuped up, <laughs> his whole body with makeup on it. So ridiculous. Um, at some point, uh, he, he kills, uh, um, President Arius, rightful yeah. President yeah. Arius. Yeah. <laughs> After many, doing a many, role. many bullets. Yeah. More bullets than necessary. Yeah. Because it doesn't take that many bullets to kill somebody, I don't think. Um, I I wouldn't know. I have no intention or plans of ever shooting somebody. So there you go. Um, there is this real random room. So like, okay, where are they running through Jenny and Bennett? Like it's a s- steam room of some sort. It's like a... I, I just don't know what part of the I, yeah, house is. Is it the sewer? I, I think it's underground. So I think mm. it's maybe it's part of the... I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell because then where she ends up hiding is like, just looks like old furniture and stuff is over there. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I well, I assume there's probably some sort of tunnel system because again, keep in mind this is just a small island and this yeah. is clearly you know for the protection of the president. So they probably they probably it's probably largely connected with underground tunnels and things. So yeah. it's all I don't know. This whole place is so weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Jenny kind of hides out a little bit until she hears her dad coming, and then she gets up to yell for her dad. Yeah. And then uh, Bennett has taken her to go ahead and kind of barter. But he does, he shoots John, like, in the shoulder. Yeah. Which is wild. Doesn't slow John Matrix down, though. No, no. And he tries to, like, say, well, uh, here, let let my daughter go. We'll work this out. You can have me, whatever, whatever it is. Um, Which I wouldn't trust that. (laughs) No. No, it's, it's it's like your one bargaining chip is, like, the one thing you have over him. Yeah. Um, and, and then they decide they're gonna fight each other because this is a grudge that Bennett has been holding for quite a while against John. Because John is actually the one that kicked him out of his whatever group. So, his his unit, I guess they're mm-hmm. called. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> his murder club. His murder club. <laughs> um, so they're gonna fight. And they really, this is a gruesome fight. Yeah. They're hardcore fighting each other. I thought for sure someone was going in that furnace. For real. Yeah. But instead, like, well, and, and Bennett even gets electrocuted at some point. Yeah, he gets thrown onto like a yeah, high voltage. It doesn't stop him at all. No. No, it just amps him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is, being electrocuted and then being amped up. He is amped up for killing. <laughs> yeah, because he really kind of starts beating the shit out of John. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, it's gotta be all adrenaline at that point, like. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and then he's, like, against some, like, I would assume, like, a hot water heater of some sort. Mm-hmm. And John, like, grabs a pipe off the wall. <laughs> rips a pipe off the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not just grabs it. Not, a little, right. not a little rips baby it off. pipe either. No. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how, how he did that, but he did, and he threw it directly at Bennett, just going right into his gut. Yeah, impales him through his ribcage, just... Oh, God. I... Wild. None of it makes sense. It's so crazy to me that this could happen. <sighs> but it did. That's why we're here. Um, and, uh... Little Jenny has seen this whole thing, doesn't give a fuck. She's laughing, but anyway, so... Yeah, very disturbing. Very disturbing. Not good, not good. And, um, yeah, so as they're leaving, that's when Kirby and team get there. But everyone's dead, so not sure why they needed to be there. Yeah. And Kirby's even like, oh, did you leave anybody for us? (laughs) This is real funny, all these these, uh, dead people, you know, from a rightful government that we overthrew. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's hilarious. Very funny. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Oof. Um yeah, and so yeah, because I feel like they're just going to go through and anyone they find that's alive, they're just going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So crazy. Military so crazy, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um but he Can does I just tell say right John, now that the military's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he does tell John that he's uh, saved a place for him if he wants to join them again. And he's like, no. <laughs> I want to start your unit back up. Like, no. Like, <laughs> this is, his unit is the reason this all happened. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is the cost of overthrowing a fucking government. Like, ugh. Cindy's yep. like, I want to be in your unit. Yeah. And then Cindy's there to fly Jenny and John back home. Yeah. That's a documentary. Yeah. 
wild. We don't know what happened with a lot of these people after this. Like, um, I will say, I oh, and I don't, I don't okay. know a lot, but I do know. Um, I I know. I remember at some point during the pandemic, um, there was a photo that came out of Jenny wearing a crocheted mask. Um, oh, really much no. reminded me of Bennett's uh, chainmail. <laughs> oh no! So don't know what that's about, but yeah, yikes, yeah. yikes, yikes. yikes. And she yeah, shockingly got COVID shortly after the, that, and has wow. been. I think I think she's got long COVID, to be honest, because I think she's complained about it before. Wow, hmm. shocking! Cool. I know, but cool. that's what happens when you wear a crocheted mask. Yeah. Um, also, but- hey Bennett, maybe you shouldn't have worn a crochet um, chainmail. Chain yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have got impaled. Yeah, if you'd worn real chainmail, you wouldn't have been impaled. Uh, I, the lesson here is uh, crochet does not protect you. Crochet. No. Bad. Exactly. Um, and we probably just don't know where they're at either because they yeah. went back undercover. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So the only documentary I know that we all watched was directly just this Commando 1985. I do not know of any other documentaries that have since been no. out about it. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. but there's still articles. I was talking with everyone today. There's an article from three days ago about this documentary, so it's wow. still important relevant. Documentary. Very important documentary. John Matrix might still be out there. Oh, God. Ugh. He probably is. I mean, if that was him just at 38, I'm sure he is. Yeah. All right, Brad, do you want to tell us about our next part of the podcast? Yes. Uh, Friends, it is now time for Judge, Judge, Jury, and Executioner. Yes. I thought this is just the bit where we did the verdict. Like what? What's this judge and jury execution about? Like, 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 what are you talking about? Like, what about prosecution and defense? Like, what's happening? I'm very confused. Oh boy, you sound it. Claire. Obviously, the title, uh, Judge of Prosecution Defense, is trash. Oh. It's terrible. It sounds like garbage. So, oh. obviously, a, a, the title of the segment is Judge, judge jury, jury, and Executioner. Oh, can I be the Executioner, then, in that case? Oh, oh dare whoa. you, Claire. You are no oh, John sorry. Matrix. Oh. Have you learned nothing from this documentary? Um, no. Uh, death penalty is morally wrong. We can't just be executing people willy-nilly. That's that's morally wrong. It's fucked up. Uh, we will have a, a judge. We'll have a prosecution and a defense. But that's what we're doing. We're not having a jury because we don't want riff-raff on our podcast. Oh. Coming in here wearing crocheted masks and all kinds of shit. No. Not gonna have it. Okay. 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 Um... Mm. So, can I be the jury? No, we, we just said no, no. riffraff. Okay. No. Right. <laughs> that includes you, Claire. No riffraff. <laughs> Jur- jury equals riffraff. Everybody knows this. It's a, it's a, it's a court fact. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what can I be today then, Brad? Uh, today you will be the judge. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> Right. Oh my god. I feel like this was just <laughs> one big ploy so Claire could say yay motherfucker to us. <laughs> mm. Well, it's Turquart, so I guess... Uh... <laughs> yeah, this is Claire, COVID Claire Corpses. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, and um, yeah, that is... that For this week, uh, Brad is going to be defense and I will be prosecuting uh, Captain Bennett. I mean, I'm just saying as judge, if you want to bring any charges up against your Matrix, um, you know, you can. Uh, (laughs) Go for it. I I feel like that would hurt my case against Captain Bennett. 
<laughs> I will. I will probably not. You might like swing both ways, though, Tammy, in a Hi-o. prosecution sense. Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, can I flip tables in this courtroom? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> if I did, I'll allow it. Then, uh, if I did, then I would definitely... Uh, well, there is something I def- definitely... I mean, because I do want to bring... If I had my choice in the courtroom, I would bring John Matrix really to the to this uh, court case, but I, I don't know if that's appropriate. I feel like we can't just flip tables in the, at the last minute. <laughs> On this podcast, and I, there is something I do for sure want to prosecute Captain Bennett on. Okay. So wearing um, like uh, chainmail made out of crochet. That is anyway. it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the court is open. Hey everyone. Hey guys. You hey. Nice uh, oh, thank you. So the way this goes, guys, in a court is that the prosecution goes first. So I want us to all have a nice time. I want us to be cordial. Then we can uh, we can wrap this up and we can like g- like go for cheap like uh, churros and beer after this. So uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so with that, I'm going to hand to prosecution. All right, thanks. <laughs> All right. So the I, I actually don't have a whole lot, uh, and the reason I don't is uh, Captain Bennett. Uh, even though we decided he was going to be put on trial today, it's not in a majority of this documentary. <laughs> so um, he's kind of like a man behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, but I am going to bring him up on very few charges because I really don't have a lot for him. But. Um, I am going to bring him up. Claire, you already mentioned it. You you stole my thunder there, but I am going to bring him up on fashion crimes. Oh, that okay. I know we don't do that in, a in, lot. In. I know, but we don't do that a lot in this courtroom. Um, but I can't let this go. I cannot let his knitwear, his knit chain mail wear. It's not chain mail. I don't know what it's called. It's just a knit sweater, really. It's a knit sweater that is fashioned to look like chainmail. Mm-hmm. I can't let that go. It's not appropriate for any occasion. Um, it's definitely not appropriate for combat. It is not appropriate for protecting someone who is supposed to be leader of Valverde's. It is wrong, 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 wrong. So I am bringing him up on fashion crimes. I, where would he even have gotten that? I would like that answered. Maybe not by the defense. You you don't have to come up with where you know what what where he went in the mall to get that. But I feel like that is a, a outstanding question that should be answered by somebody in the world. Is fashion crimes immediately right off the bat? That's my first okay. um, charge. And fashion crimes are the, the most serious of crimes in this court. It's, it's pretty, I mean, I'm on the fence about a, a secondary fashion crime, but I'm going to stick with that one. Okay. <laughs> Noted. I, I, feel, I feel very strongly about that one. I will mention what my other one is, but I'm not going to actually charge him with it, which is that tiny mustache. That mustache is very just annoying. So I, it's more of an annoyance. I don't feel like that's an actual crime. So I'm not bringing charges against him, but I, I also want to just mention that mustache is no bueno all right noted yeah um yeah, also yeah. anti-mustache all right, so the other yeah. uh the other charge that i have is kidnapping a small child okay i understand that you want to uh make john matrix do what you want him to do 
But you can't just go around kidnapping small children. Can you say Even, why? I mean, what, did he say why? Why? No, can you say why you can't go around kidnapping small children, please, for the court? Because it's illegal. It is not legal to kidnap small children. It's not. Oh, le- it's not legal okay. to kidnap any child, <laughs> whether small or, I guess, even bigger children. But you definitely, it is illegal to kidnap children, even and if they're of he, indeterminate age. Even if they are in indeterminate age. And I will bring um, a third charge, which is. Um, uh, what do I want to say? He uh, faked his own death. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is also illegal. I do not believe you can fake your own death. You get out of uh, a lot of things that way. Um, I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> this was, that was a last minute charge. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like that's probably not. You're not supposed to be faking your death. <laughs> Sorry, Judge. Um, I really watching this documentary in my mind kept thinking that John Matrix was on trial until I had to keep reminding myself that was Captain Bennett. So I prepared as much as I could for the courtroom today okay. uh, without, you know, since I knew that we were not putting John Matrix on trial. So fashion crimes, kidnapping a small child and faking his own death. Those are my three charges. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Um, prosecution, would you, uh, sorry, defense, would you like to do your opening statement, please? Yes. Thank you so much. Um, first of all, I, I also find it curious that uh, uh, John Matrix isn't the one on trial, and I I have to ask, is there a possibility that the prosecution is maybe being influenced by the CIA or the government in general? Is there a reason we're going after Captain Bennett when John Matrix is is clearly the villain here? So I, you know, who knows? I'll, I'll not bring any charges against the prosecutor, but I do think we should keep an eye on her and where her sensibilities lie. If, if, uh, whenever I have the opportunity, Judge, I would love to respond to that. So just... Oh, oh. You can respond now, I'll allow it, it's fine. Just for this one point, Um, but please keep it brief. For sure. Uh, I just want to say that um, as... As hosts of this podcast, we determine which documentaries we are watching every every time together as a group collectively. Uh, this is a documentary both Claire, the judge, and myself have never seen before. Brad has guided us along the way. He had told us that we were putting Captain Bennett on trial when mm. we were going to watch this documentary. So I did also, watching the documentary, did not understand why Captain Bennett was on trial. But that is, I have no allegiance to John Matrix. That is why none of my charges are um, pro-Captain Bennett against John Matrix. Mm, okay. uh, because I am not pro-Bennett. Or, or sorry, I'm not pro-Matrix. I'm just trying to put I, I hope Bennett you, on trial okay. as I was mm-hmm. requested. Okay, so I think you, I think what I can say is that you're suggesting there is some sneaky court tactics going on. I am maybe suggesting that. Okay, sure. well, I will, I will <laughs> allow Brad to respond and to carry on his if opening I, statement. Yes, yeah, so if I could continue my opening statements that were uh, interrupted. <laughs> um, I, and I I do, oh, of course, yes, this is, this is all a happenstance. I, I feel like, I don't know, if I was in the position where 
I had to uh, uh, prosecute a hero like Captain Bennett and ignore the charges against John Matrix, I, I might uh, protest and uh, uh, refuse to take up the case, but I, I understand some people don't have, um, you know, moral convictions and uh, mm. uh, that's, fine. that's fine. I can't wait until Brad protests one of our court cases. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Well, okay. stick around. Um, okay, please continue your opening statement, Brad. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Now, some charges have been made here. Um, uh, the charges, uh, the charge of fashion crimes, the charge of kidnapping a small child. Um, what was the other charge? Faked uh, his own death. Faking his own fake, death. Yes, thank you. Faking his own death. Um, may I start with faking one's own death? First of mm-hmm. all, um, why can't you fake your own death? Why not? Well, can I just he, say as judge, can, can everyone in this, in this court please raise their hand if they've ever faked their own death? Okay, interesting. Oh, Alright, thank you. I, I, first of all, I, I think it's assumed that he faked his own death. There was an explosion, sure. But, uh, you know, if people assume you're dead, I don't know, does that count? Like, ah, very. Listen, if people assume you're dead, that's up to them. Like, if they want to prove you're alive or dead, they should have to do that. You shouldn't just assume people are dead. That's, uh, that's, that's their problem. That's not Captain Bennett. He, he blew up on a boat. If you want to talk about property damage against a boat, sure, that would be one thing, but that's not the charge that was brought. We're bringing a charge about faking his own death. Ridiculous. First of all, these people are living lives under assumed names. Like, like John Matrix, we don't even find out what name he's going by when he's living in his fucking palace in a fuck, on the fucking top of a mountain um, paid for with blood money. So, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe John Matrix has faked his own death. Maybe all these people have faked their own death. I don't know. These are fucking monster people. So, I'm not too worried about that. I feel like uh, there are far greater crimes. Um, on the subject of kidnapping a small child, um, under many circumstances, a small child shouldn't be kidnapped. Of course. Um, generally, kidnapping a small child would be a very bad thing. Um, but may I remind the court that uh, last month we talked about the Goonies. And I don't know if uh, if that mouthy little brat um, had. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Excuse, me, excuse me. You have to distinguish which mouthy little brat. Please. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't remember the names. The one. The one that we all agreed was the mouthy annoying. The one, one. that was literally called mouth. You mean? <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> That's the one. Okay. Uh, are we gonna say it's wrong for that child to be kidnapped? I, listen, we don't spend a lot of time with Ginny in this documentary, so we don't know a lot about her. We do know that she cheers on murder. She doesn't flinch when her father murders someone in front of her. Uh, we know she went on to wear a crochet mask during a pandemic. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, some kids are probably better off being taken away from their parents. And when your father is John Matrix, like a, a serial killer like none I have ever seen before, the the most gruesome of state-sponsored murderers who has admittedly been a <laughs> part of every is not terrible on trial thing. Here, thank you. I'm I'm talking about the subject of the kidnapping. Okay. Like 
rescuing this child from John the Matrix is not a crime. <laughs> it cannot be a crime. If you take this child from John Matrix, you are doing a good thing. Your, your reasons for doing that, the way you do that, I John Matrix should not be raising a child. That's clear. We must be able to agree on that if we can agree on nothing else. This man should not be influencing a small child. So I I feel like Captain Bennett should be getting an award for this. Um, so I I think that should be thrown out clearly. Uh, we can't hold uh, Captain Bennett responsible for that. And on the subject of fashion crimes, um, obviously in this court, fashion crimes are very serious crimes, mm -hmm. very serious charges. Thank you. Is he wearing is he wearing a crochet uh, chainmail vest? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Does he have a Freddie Mercury mustache? Yeah. What's wrong with Freddie Mercury? Why would the prosecution uh, be I, I against someone- I will say someone... that the prosecution did not bring the moustache up as a charge. They just mentioned it, but they were not pursuing fashion uh, crime charges for the Freddie Mercury moustache because you shouldn't, because Freddie Mercury right. is awesome. Exactly. Obviously, exactly. obviously. But it was mentioned derisively, so I, I do question the prosecution's judgment on fashion crimes. Um, whereas I think, I, listen, clearly there's some sort of cosplay situation going on with Captain Bennett that we are not privy to. Uh, maybe, maybe he didn't have access to his full wardrobe. He's busy trying to reinstate the rightful leader of a country that was overthrown by John Matrix, so I you know, maybe he grabs what he can and he just happens to grab, he grabs the wrong bag. Maybe he grabs his costume bag from when he was going to go to a convention. He's going to dress up as some sort of wacky character. I don't know. I don't know all the details of Captain Bennett's life. I wish I did, but I can't because John Matrix murdered him in front of a child. Mm. Okay, is that the end of your opening statement? That is. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, prosecution. Um, I am going to actually drop the charge of faking his own death because I went <gasps> back to my law books and it is not illegal to fake your own death. We've what is illegal I mean, around... A lot of people put their well, hands up when I, I asked them to. I didn't raise my hand. So no, I, you didn't, but and a lot I of was people questioning... sitting behind you did. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing I was here. Also we don't questioning, allow like, in the in the, the court. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know who these people death, are, but... honestly. Mm, they could be mercenaries. I'm very concerned. This is a very touchy case so um but yeah so you you can't be arrested for faking your own death it is now not illegal however there are fraudulent activity that tends to happen afterward and to be fair he only faked his death like a hot second before he was killed so he there was no fraudulent activity occurred so I, I i am dropping that charge and i was questioning it but i didn't have a chance to look back at my law books to to check but i am definitely still holding true to kidnapping a child and the fashion crime that i'm not dropping in fact i'm doubling down oh so, um we'll note that okay We're officially Let's, doubling down okay yep yep so i don't know if that makes it four charges instead of two but i think i'm just i think it's just the two charges still but doubling down emotionally i'm doubling down uh so kidnapping a small child you say john matrix shouldn't be her dad maybe I agree, probably, that he shouldn't be your dad. However, kidnapping is not the way to go. And I wouldn't necessarily put Captain Bennett as her father either, or any of these other mercenary guys that are hanging out I I protecting Arius. They're there to protect Arius. They're not there to protect this small child. So the 
if they wanted to go ahead and say John Matrix shouldn't have his daughter, that's one thing. But kidnapping is still an illegal activity. How else do you <laughs> how else do you separate a child from John Matrix? Well, you have to kill John Matrix first, and then <laughs> and then you can separate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I much rather have him killed. Actually, I just much I think that's the end of that story. Seventy-four people couldn't kill John Matrix. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they were like mentally even prepared to to attempt to kill him like i think that they really just thought like i mean because some of those guys were blown up never even saw him they didn't even see him they just were dead so i don't those guys maybe they could have killed him but they didn't they weren't even given an opportunity (laughs) they were just killed right away but yeah you can't you cannot kidnap and honestly Uh, i will will say sorry i I will say to interrupt as judge uh the actual body count of john matrix in this film is 102 yeah Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But that we're just talking about the island, you mm-hmm. uh, the folks on the island, um, and yeah, you yeah. Know, the so, last, the last of the eleven hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was when last, he was getting like, sleepy. Third, well, technically, that was like what the last, not even five minutes, because before all those people died, that's when they already had gotten the phone call. So that plane had already landed. So the eleven hours were up. This was past the eleven hours already when he killed that's those true. seventy-four people. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. But yeah. And also, if people continue kidnapping his daughter, then he's just going to kill more people. Like, this is... You wanted to talk about, well, maybe there are certain children who should be kidnapped. Mm -hmm. This is not one. Because he will just keep murdering even more people the more often she's kidnapped. You're killing more people if you keep kidnapping this kid. So mm-hmm. yeah, kidnapping. No, that's you still can't do that in this in this documentary situation. I just um, want to say that I am an optimist, and I you feel are, like you are an optimist. You're definitely. <laughs> I do know yeah. that about you. <laughs> I I feel like um you know a a an innocent young child um the the hope and opportunity for the world that a that a young child possesses except for mouth. <laughs> ex- well, I mean, again, there there are some bad seeds out there, and. I just feel like, but if you're unaware if it's a bad seed or not. Including the child from the bad seed documentary. Including the child from the bad seed documentary, future case file. Um, we, we, I think we as, as humanity owe it to try to take a chance that we should separate um, a child from bad influences. And what's a worse influence than John Matrix? Separating a child and kidnapping a child where John is aware that we have now proof is in the pudding. He, she was kidnapped and he killed 102 people. Yes. So I, you can't just, do you get, think there's kidnapping a is way? clearly not the way to do there's it. The o- it's the only way. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it otherwise? <laughs> How many people have to die, Brad, before you realize that Jenny Matrix cannot be kidnapped? How many people? What is what is Jenny's life worth to you? How many other deaths have to happen? This is a good question. Oh I'd like gosh. to hear the answer to this, please. I, my point is, yes, obviously, uh, John Matrix is a monster. We can all agree yes, John yeah. Matrix is oh, a monster. Sure. <laughs> um, now, the question is, should should we let him destroy a child's life, or should we try to do something? I'm in the camp that says we should try to do something, and the only way to do that is to separate them. And it's not like you can peacefully say, John, uh, we don't appreciate you, and we think you're a bad influence. We're going to take your child away. 
I people are gonna die either way. I feel like this is the only way to do it. They they gave him a tranquilizer and they took him away from her. Like like that's I don't know how else you do it. I don't know how you do it. You can disagree with but the tactics, what they, maybe. But what they did not do is murder him afterward. Yeah. Well, obviously, so, I am a judge, and I would say that you absolutely follow um, the law. So I would go around to his house, and I would say, Hey, John Matrix, I am a judge, and uh, I'm <laughs> taking your daughter. Here is my gavel Here's and my, my official gavel. robe. <laughs> and I think it's for the the child's uh, the best of the child's welfare that we uh, take the child away. Yeah, okay. And here here we go. Right, I'm taking oh, her away. Wonderful. Okay, bye. Um, before you take the child away, can I show you uh, my shed? Uh, oh yeah, I I I'm also a fan of doing. No, Judge um, Claire, don't come oh, to the shed. Oh, I I, can't, I like doing DIY. So uh, you know, so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd go with John Matrix to his shed. Why not? Um, Brad, I think you and I would have to stop Claire from doing definitely, that. <laughs> definitely. We're, we're all we're not just we're not just co lawyers in this uh, courtroom, and we're also friends of the Judge Claire, and I don't yeah. want her murdered. All of a sudden, um, like, he's throwing saw blades at a judge. Oh. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. No. Yeah, yeah I don't like it either. Unless your robe is not made out of knit chain mail. <laughs> well, it's not. It's obviously made of real chain mail. I'm not an idiot yeah. who'd commit I fashion think, crimes. I think you'd be a, at least a little safer. Um, Yeah, so this fashion crimes. Do you think Captain Bennett is off cosplaying in his spare time while he's protecting the rightful president of Verdes Val Valverdes. Sorry, I forgot the name. <laughs> well, is it Valverdes? Valverde. Thank you. Because I'm like, I hate to mess up this country's name, this beautiful country's name. Um, yeah, he doesn't have time to go cosplaying over places. He's not cos. That's his. That is his clothing. That is what he enjoys wearing. That is what he's comfortable in, and that's what makes it such a crime. How has nobody? Who? The other thing is, does he not have any friends? That's sad. Somebody should have told him this is not. This is not a look. This is not good. This is a fashion crime. This is not helpful. It's not protective wear. It, if, at least if it were chainmail, I would also, even if it were real chainmail, I maybe would question it. But also I'd be like, well, at least it's protective. I understand. Mm -hmm. I, I think what I think what uh, is being missed here is that there's there's practical some outfits aren't the most fashionable but they are practical now Knit you might wear say to yourself is not practical <laughs> it certainly seems that way but when you're going up against John Matrix I think an element of surprise is a is a strong tool in the arsenal because there's no way you're going to outmatch him just on a physical level okay he's pure muscles if you should if you were to show up and see someone in a crochet chainmail outfit, it would be very surprising. That might buy you a couple of seconds, which might be what you need to fight our flight. I, you don't know how much now I need a scene. <laughs> John, waking up, finding out his daughter's been kidnapped, looking over, seeing his old pal, Captain Bennett, in this knitwear, and just a look of shock on his face. Yeah. I mean, but that's the, not what we got. That's not the, what we got at the all. The issue is we're, we're we're watching, you know, a period of time that's a little over eleven hours. Um, he didn't have a chance to change clothes, and why, probably why was didn't he wearing bring. that before? 
Why Why didn't he take he, a second he, of that 11 hours and even listen, just take it off? He was wearing a shirt underneath it. He, he wasn't wearing it when, when he was on the boat that blew up, uh, faking his death. Um, so I, you know, I feel like clearly this outfit was put on for a reason. Whether it was the only thing he had at hand or whether it was a tactic uh, for surprise, I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, but I think, you know, I think that clearly there okay, must be I'm a reason for it. I'm also looking at his shirt underneath that knit chainmail, which mm-hmm. is a knit shirt. It's, yeah. He is just all about knits. This was this was clearly a choice, not just the knit chainmail, but the fact that he was wearing a knit shirt underneath means he loves this shit. This is what mm-hmm. he is down with grandma core. My grandmother knitted this for me. Of course, he's wait. Uh, his grandmother's long gone. I'm sorry. I hate to be the one to break it to you guys, but Captain Bennett's grandmother is long gone. This his his knit shirt has a leather cuff on the half sleeve. I don't understand like, no, why the prosecution no. hates grandmother so much. This is a young man that loves this his grandmother. This is not a young man. This is not a young man. <laughs> this is he's a young man trying to restore a rightful leader and also showing appreciation to a gift from his grandmother. So. <laughs> Um, I think I think it's fine. No, I would like to point out that, as as Brad said, this might have had some tactical advantages of surprise. But I think we can agree that there was no advantage to wearing knit chainmail uh, when you're having no. being impaled by a pipe. That's true. No. I, but- and even the element of surprise was not very surprising to John. No. <laughs> like, we saw, we actually saw the reaction when John saw him, and it wasn't that surprising. Well, because, listen, like, John was aware that this can. was a gift from Bennett's grandma, because when they were friends together, John was actually there when his Look, grandma gave it to my him. My grandmother and my mainly my mother let's be clear have given me clothing as gifts and guess what i never do i never wear those pieces mm-hmm. of clothing yes <laughs> because it's a fashion crime and even though i appreciate that they're thinking of me i'm not quite sure what they're thinking about me when they're buy- <laughs> buying these things but also i appreciate that that doesn't mean i have to put it on my body as i know that that is a fashion crime Ooh. I think also, this might be a cultural this. thing because none of us are Australian, um, which Bennett very is. True. So this might be like a, a cultural thing that we just don't understand. I have some friends in Australia. I'll ask them, but I have a feeling they also <laughs> would not be wearing. I would also think there's not I, a I lot think of knitwear in Australia. No, I'm looking at it. It's just so crazy. Anyway, but I would like I to. Think... I would like to move to closing statements, please. Oh. I, okay. Okay. Um, prosecution, you can go first. Okay, yeah, I can I cannot get over this fashion crime. I that definitely fashion like I am. Yeah, no, there's no way that even in cosplay, I'm not sure what the fuck he's cosplaying as. Get the fuck out of here! That with that fashion, that is not. It's, it's a crime. It's a crime against fashion. It's not fashion. It's a crime against fashion. And kidnapping a small child. I I go back to if we keep kidnapping fucking Jenny, more people will die. And it, you know, sure, children are our future. But also, humans. Humans are our our present, and we can't just be okay with all these people dying. I know our government is okay with a lot of people dying. Hello, COVID. But I am not okay with people dying to save one tiny child because her dad is a psychopath. I just, I'm not okay with hundreds, hundreds of people dying at a time every time Jenny is kidnapped. Okay. So. Um, okay, Brad, go. 
Um, so let's just, for a second, it's not, these people aren't dying just to, to keep, uh, Jenny protected from her father. Um, sacrificing hundreds of people to save a child, I don't think that's a great idea, but also, uh, this is also to restore a rightful leader of a government. And I think if you're also able to save a child in the process and restore a government overthrown by the United States, I think it's worthwhile to try to bundle these things together at once. So, yeah, a lot of people are dying for this. They're also dying for a sovereign country to have its actual leader reinstalled. So, I feel like if if, they, if a lot of people are going to have to die to rescue this child, let's also restore rightful governance in the process. So, maybe there can be a reason for it. People shouldn't have to die for this, but this is where we are, and this is why John Matrix has, has to be stopped. Um, and to the fashion crime, let's say this. Um, whether it's a gift from his grandmother that he misses and loves dearly and wants to show some form of connection to, or if it's for an element of surprise to to stagger Matrix and have a, a split-second advantage for once in his life. Um... <laughs> May I also point out that that fashion is is many things. If you look at a fashion show, there's all sorts of outrageous outfits. And can I point out that we are talking about this outfit? We are discussing it. Uh, what is fashion if it's not to provoke discussion, to provoke uh, the, the sort of controversies that we're talking about? I feel this is not a fashion crime. If it was a fashion crime, we'd be like, oh, that's ugly, and we'd move on with our lives. But instead, we are captivated in this conversation about the 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 crocheted chainmail uh, because it's fascinating, it's provocative, and that's what fashion is. Therefore, it cannot be a crime. Um, Vomit-inducing. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Well, I, I at least you feel something. I I feel like I have to go to my chambers and um, have a. <laughs> that's what Claire feels. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna go and have a. Um, uh, a hot chocolate and uh, have a think and I will be uh, back in a moment. Okay, here I go. Please talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, I thought she was gone. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually I, I to walk away. On, <laughs> She's such a tricksy. <laughs> She's walking away on her metallic boots. And... <laughs> I wearing my Batman boots. <laughs> uh, I, f- I follow someone on Twitter, Brad, who uh, also just talks about fashion all the time and like literally pulls... Uh, pictures off of runways and they're definitely even though it's on a runway definitely a fashion crime (laughs) (laughs) in fact most of them i'm like how is that how's that legal to walk out of your house wearing i mean i guess they didn't they oh Oh. hey Hey. that was very jarring (laughs) (laughs) okay i like to make an entrance (laughs) for my chambers that's why i threw that curtain back and strolled in uh okay uh please all sit so, uh, we only have two charges this week. I'd like to first of all thank the prosecution for making it nice and easy for me. I know in the past that Tammy has had to, as judge, deal with many charges. Um, <laughs> so, I'd like to thank you for giving me a nice, easy week this week. Um, uh, so, we have the two charges, which is that um, for Bennett, which is uh, fashion crimes and kidnapping a small child. Now, in regards to fashion crimes, I will say that I am glad that um, Bennett has a good relationship with his with grandmother Bennett I I, I I think that's good clearly she hasn't been a good influence on him though however um, maybe that is because she has bought him such horrific gifts
gifts. I don't care that he feels like wearing this is is honouring his grandma. I he you cannot wear crochet chainmail. <laughs> this is horrifically wrong. I uh, I agree that that all crochet is wrong. Don't wear crochet masks. Don't wear crochet chainmail. Um, fashion crime. I have to find Beyonce. Absolute fashion crime. Right. I, I'm going to burn my my retinas as soon as this case is finished. So I don't. Have to see Thank that you ever for again. for keeping fashion in check. Thank well, that's you. what I, I do. That's why I dress so well each day. That's why I've lined my uh, my judge's cape, if that's what it's called, with uh, velvet. So uh, yeah, I always try and look good. So in regards to uh, kidnapping a small child, um, I was actually very torn on this because. I do feel like it is wrong to kidnap a small child unless it is a certain small child, like a good son or a goonie. Um, then you should absolutely kidnap a small child or certain <laughs> certain um, visitors to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, as these are all cases we've previously done. Certainly you should kidnap those children. Do I feel like you should kidnap a Jenny Matrix? And Mm, I kind of feel like you shouldn't because John Matrix is gonna kill the world to get her back and I feel like I feel like Brad's right there isn't really any other option you can do to remove this child from John Matrix who is a terrible influence and I feel like yeah get her away from him like before it's too late so I have to say I mean the, mm, I'm gonna say not guilty <laughs> Thank you. Thank Blood you. is on your hands, guys. That's all I'm saying. Blood is on your hands. That's We're trying to restore a rightful government. Exactly. I feel like that. That's different. That's a whole different charge than kidnapping a small child. It's a two for one deal, though. Yeah. We get to rescue this child, and we get to restore a proper government. Except neither of those things happened. Yeah. Because John Matrix is a monster. But, exactly. And also because ben, I mean, Bennett had the right people. idea to kidnap this small child, but unfortunately, he was an idiot who wore a chainmail <laughs> made out of <laughs> I made out of wool, which meant his downfall. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> if he had worn proper chainmail, that pipe would have glanced off his chest, and he would have been able to destroy John Matrix once and for all. But fortunately, he didn't. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, that, thank you, Judge. Thank you. Thank you for making my life very, very easy this week. I appreciate it. Yeah. According to the defense, I guess I should have been flipping tables. So there you go. <laughs> Um, all right. Wow. That was that was quite a documentary you brought to Yeah, thank to you, us. Uh, Indeed. Um, and next next time we're going to talk about a little something different because mm. uh, we, we like to go ahead and just mix it up. We don't want murder every week, uh, <laughs> every month, every t- every time we come to the table. I, I personally don't want to talk about murder every time. <laughs> I think um, this documentary but- covered our quota of murders for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I think this is at least for very, the next month. <laughs> at least for a month. Yeah, yeah, at least for a month. Um, so we are going to cover next the documentary Quick Change, which we know involves a bank robbery, and I don't believe any of us have watched this documentary I have never before. Never even heard of it. Yeah. So, um, which is new. It, we've not gone into this where none of us have watched a documentary what before. What year is this documentary from again? Uh, 1990, I believe, or 1990, in the 90s. Okay. Uh, definitely in the 90s. Yeah. 
not quite sure. Um, but yeah, so this, that's going to be a new situation for us. So, um, yeah, and all we know is that it involves a bank robbery. So we were like, let's do it. Mm. <laughs> let's do it. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be our next episode. Let's make a commitment. Let's not be like every other couple on the IRT. Will you rob a bank with me? I will, Grim. I will. Hey, I got three more minutes. We're closed, bozo. Let's not mess with me today. What the hell kind of clown are you? The crying on the inside kind, I guess. Oh, Fill this up with regular, please. This is our perpetrator. Every kind, every build, red nose, blue hair. It was the perfect crime. Nice. Now, all they need to do is get to the airport. Did we miss the expressway? Getting farther away every second. By car. Oh, we're really making progress now. I saw a sign, Phyllis. Three of them out there shouting with glee. Taxi! Taxi! By cab. Look. Great. And why don't you take us straight to Sing Sing? There's a real cab. Stop Taxi! By foot. By bus. You go to the airport? Near the airport. That is an exact change. You better get some help. You're becoming Ralph Cramden's evil twin. By midnight. Bill Murray. Right, can we just calm down a little, please? Gina Davis. Oh, we'll never make the flight. We'll have to sail a raft to Fiji like Thor Heyerdahl. Please, God. Randy Quaid. We need a cab. One loud freaking cab. Jason Robards. So easy getting in. No way out. In a major oh. metropolitan comedy. <laughs> Quick change. Was that our plane? No, no. If it were our plane, it'd be crashing. God, I hate this town. So, Brad, you want to tell us who next time? This will be real interesting. Who's <laughs> Judge Defense and Prosecution? Yeah, so next time for Judge, Jury, and Executioner as Judge. Tammy. Ooh. Awesome. Prosecution. Me. Ooh. Oh. You better stop thinking of at least 20 charges, Brad. Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I will have an appropriate amount of charges for the appropriate <laughs> crimes. Yeah, I feel like my charge number was appropriate for what was going on. <laughs> so I didn't flip tables. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then that's it, guys. Unless you guys have anything else. Otherwise, we're out. Fuck off. Case closed. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321 710. 4947. And maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.